When we left Akira in part one, there was literally blood on the streets. Religious fanatics, terrorist attacks, gang violence, and if you were wondering what the government of Neo-Tokyo was doing about it, well, the answer is, not much. Terrorist activities carried out by anti-government elements have skyrocketed this month. The army, riot squad, and even the traffic police have been fully mobilized. The overtime costs alone have used up the public safety budget. And if you were looking to find somewhere in the world, someone you could look at and go, that's a good person, you ain't finding it here. <laughs> no. We've got all sorts of people arguing, and some people want to be more draconian with the police, and some people need to save money, and some people want, but they all are, you know, scummy. Mm-hmm. And they're all yelling at the colonel who wants a lot more tons and tons more money mm-hmm. to deal with the Acura in- issue. And mm-hmm. they're like, you've already had too much money already. And they don't believe in it. Some no. of them yeah. don't even believe in it. No. Yeah, yeah. You're using it to fleece this place. Well, and, you know, certainly the argument uh, between how much money do we need to sp- give to the military yeah. to protect ourselves from threats that the military believe are out there, that is a natural political argument to have. Absolutely. I'm always reminded <laughs> when I think about this stuff. It's it's the world's dumbest joke, and I'm going to tell it anyway, and maybe I will take it out. Hmm. But my dad, uh, we had a – the first house when I was a really little kid, four or five years old, there was a little fence with a little gate, and it was in front of where the lawn was. And my dad one day decided to take it out, and so he took out all the fence, but he left the gate. He didn't finish the whole thing. So there was a freestanding gate in there, and then my dad was busy, and he was working all the time. So it stayed there for a few months, (laughs) and I went to him at four years old and said, Dad, what is that gate for? My dad said, it's to keep the elephants out. And I said, but dad, there aren't any elephants. And he said, see? (laughs) Works. How funny. Totally works. Um, And the thing is, is that, you know, the military can always say that. Yes. Always. You know, well, we we have to protect ourselves from the blank. And we're not being attacked by them, so it must be working. Right. And, of course, sometimes there are elephants. In fact, frequently there are. And the elephant in the room for this film is Akira. Yeah. One yes. other thing we should say is that one of the dudes at this council is Mr. Meizu. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. And the reveal of – because they don't throw a lot of light on it. Mm-mm. They're just kind of panning by. He's just like, there. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't I see that? Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. it's not like he's not recognizable. No, no. And then we have another of these big booms. The power of the boom – I that boom mm. – I used in rough cuts of so many films that I made, not just in film school, but later on. Yeah, I, I used it when we did Siren. I used oh, yeah. it in all. I used it in the both shark documentaries that mm-hmm. I that I cut. Like I just because that particular, and then of course I had to replace it because I couldn't afford to use that particular sound. Right. right. But it's just the, the man. Those booms are like no other boom I know of in any other film. Mm-hmm. And we go in on this huge building, and there is Tetsuo in bed, grabbing his head. He reaches out and goes, I need some water. Need water. And the water yeah. slides into his hand. Mm-hmm. And I love little stuff like, because you're like, oh, yeah. shit. Well, and it, the way they stage it, too, is so brilliant because he's like not even looking. He has his hand on his face and he's just reaching around for the glass of water. And so then he like, doesn't know it. that yeah. the water moved. Yeah. Right? That's what's so great about yep. it. <laughs> and uh, well, this scene, rewatching it, I went, oh, I remember this one. <laughs> this is a freaky scene. Yeah. The little bear on the bed. Yep. He yeah. He doesn't want the little teddy bear, throws it away. Yep. The glass rolls down off the bed, down doesn't to the floor, break. doesn't break. And there's uh, the bear and a couple other toys there. And we cut to 
are terrorist guys now dressed as engineer, you know, like yeah. service people who are you doing the classic. Oh, we're here to do the job, Sneaking whatever. Sneaking in through the sewers. Yeah, Kanada's <laughs> with them. Yeah. And Tetsuo's in pain. He's breathing. He rolls it over and we hear, ba-dum. 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 ba This is one of the weirdest pieces of film scoring. <laughs> yes. The voices are childlike. Uh-huh. It's repetitive. It is creepy. Yeah, it's super creepy. It is light. Yep. And a little tiny bear, smaller than the bear was before, mm-hmm. crawls up on the bed. And then a little tiny rabbit and a little <laughs> tiny car. Yep. And they're marching towards him in a very childlike, you know, mm-hmm. toy mm-hmm. manner. Yep. And he reaches to grab them and he opens his hand. <laughs> and they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of the scene in Blade Runner when uh, Sebastian comes home and those yes. dolls yes. are like greet him and stuff. Home again, home again. Home. Jiggity jig. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. To- I. Okay, the, I really would like if we had Katashiro Otomo here, I would love to ask about Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Because my guess is he loves it. Yeah. Oh, my, you know. I would say yeah. absolutely yes. Yeah. yeah. And after he opens his hand and nothing's there, we get that boom. And we look up, and that bear, now giant sized, towering over him, is sort of assembling himself. Mm. And as it stands up, it shatters the ceiling. And there's white liquid, which always looks like pus to me. It's really vile and gross. And it reaches out with its hands, and its hand it becomes a mouth filled with teeth. And it shatters the bed, and now the rabbit and the car are building themselves. And the music is, you know, don 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 And uh, they're stumbling towards him, and he runs away. And the walls shadow and shatter, and the walls are now made of Lego. And the car is coming towards him, and its belly explodes, and it's milk. And he yep. falls into a sea of milk. Again, all the childhood things are surrounding us. Yeah. And he screams, and the window shatters. And as the window shatters, he steps on that glass. Yep. And then we hear... It's blood! I'm scared! In the voices of these kids, um, which may or may not be in English or Japanese, depending on which version you're watching. <laughs> yes. And they start to fall apart. And who do we see? We're the bear... And the car and the yeah. rabbit, but Takashi, Kyoko, Kyoko and, and Masaru, yeah. mm-hmm. Masaru, and they pull slowly away. Mm-hmm. And we're back in the room, and it hasn't been shattered, but the window is still broken, and Tatsuo's foot is bloody. Mm. That scene, you know, if we're going to talk about drug trippy, dream surreal, yeah. crazy scenes, mm-hmm. that is a really good one. What are they trying to do there? That was my the next question. It's <laughs> written down film. right here. Yeah, they, uh, you know, they were uh, just, you know, test testing the waters <laughs> with their new psychic pal. <laughs> See, I think they're trying to scare him into submission. And I think they think if they get him early enough and scare him with these large, because th- oh, this is yeah. this is a kid's mentality. If I make it big, then it's it'll scary. scare. Yeah. But Tetsuo is past that age yeah. where that kind of approach would affect him, and so that's why later on when they do, he like laughs at them when they try to stuff because that's the tactics they're trying to use to submit him because sure. they've said if we don't stop him, it's going to bring about the end of the world. Okay, I have several questions about yeah. this. I, I'm not sure that their motivations track. And and maybe mm. this is part of why – maybe this is a, a good time to bring this up. So I I think you get to the end of this movie to some degree and go, huh? Like mm. what? how am I supposed to feel? What was this supposed to mean? Is this good? Is this bad? Is this – what is this? And uh, one of the things that happens again with my students all the time is they make a film that's 
pretty terrible mm-hmm. and it um, <laughs> makes no sense. And I say, your movie makes no sense. And they go, no, it's supposed to be ambiguous. And I go. Oh, yeah. There is a difference between <laughs> ambiguous <laughs> and makes no sense. Well, whole... And this is the thing is like is that. Part of, I think, to earn ambiguity, you have to earn ambiguity. Right. And that part of what makes this movie works is that every moment is so stunningly and brilliantly Mm -hmm. and carefully created that you know the dude that's making it and all the people working with him did everything they were doing for a reason. Yes. So when something is ambiguous, yeah. you go, well, that was on purpose. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, Whereas definitely. If, you, if you just show a bunch of stuff and go, hey, it's ambiguous, well, <laughs> I, you haven't earned it yet. Yeah. Very different. Um, and I think this that scene is so remarkable. I mean, it's yeah. unbelievably well filmed. Yeah. But when I look at it, it's like, oh, well, she, at the beginning, the uh, dreamy uh, Kyoko, Kyoko yeah. um, said you have to you know, you have to stop him. Mm-hmm. So are they trying to stop him? But really what we seem to learn about Tetsuo is the more interactions he has with these people and the more high stressed he gets, the more he's going to use his power. Right. Yeah. And so this seems like a terrible tactic. Sure. But they don't know yet. And right. It's their yeah. first attempt. And once they see this uh, and Tetsuo sees their weakness, too, with the mm-hmm. blood and everything like that. Right. This becomes they overplay their hand. Here's the other question I have. How old are they? The kids? Yeah. Mentally or physically? That's the important yeah, question. right. I think they're mentally 12 years old, 10 years old, 11 yeah, years old. Yeah, I was going to say even physically younger, though, maybe. Older. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Physically older. Yes. Because they are, I, my, if I understand what yes. happens at the end, they are 31. They're, no, they're, they're yes. 35 years they're 35. old. Oh, right, yeah. right. Because we see them at the end in flashbacks with Akira before the destruction of Tokyo in the first yes. place. So they meant, that's why they look old. Yeah. Is they actually are, they could be 40 years yeah, old. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But, then, but then they have been kept in this permanently childlike environment. Great point. State of arrested development. You could right. argue that, yeah. And, and and so I go like, and and there's also to some degree a sense that they are geniuses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not dumb. No, the, no. You know, but they are childlike. Yes. Right. There's not a proclivity for violence on their end. Yeah. No. Where there is for Tetsuo. Yes. Yeah. Because they've been living in a pampered life yeah, and they, right in a room. And again, and as we say, it's, yeah, they... Yeah, exactly that. Mm-hmm. Of they they were identified as children and they were basically kept children. Yeah. Right. I mean, for all we know, they never knew any other life. Right. Which yeah. is why when What's-His-Face is there with the man, right. we, we don't know why that man ever took the kid either. Like, what that's all about. We never find out, I don't right. think, yeah. what he was doing. But that kid is so freaked out by everything he's seeing in the world he has not been out of that room for God knows how long. So yeah. everything, so everything scares him. So of logically, course. logically, with Tetsuo, who's been through a hard scrabble life, his reaction to having this power is yeah. completely right. different. Yeah. Well, and we can we can figure out a little bit of stuff because if if we believe that the stuff we see at the end, where they're part of some scientific experiment yes. and they're testing their mental powers right, right, right. and they're in part of a group thing, is true. Which I think I, I would assume that it is true. Yeah, is that so in nineteen eighty they're born in eighty three or something like right. that, it's and, and, and it's eighty eight, yeah. and they've been doing this stuff, and then something goes wrong with the experiment, and Akira creates a singularity which destroys. Tokyo, mm-hmm. and they are somehow spirited away mm-hmm. and protected, and now in the ruins of Tokyo because they survived mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, yeah. And in the ruins well. of Tokyo, we decide well we need to keep them around, and they built this nursery and yeah. this infrastructure around them, and they also have the dissected pieces of Akira that we're going to see later yeah. that they've placed that they and it must have taken a while before they built the giant chirogenic oh, yeah. whatever it is at where the Olympics are and that 
they are continuing to st- like, like I, if I, my gut is that they are continuing to study these kids and trying to learn about Akira both to understand this power because we've talked about this maybe as the next stage of human evolution or mm-hmm. whatever, but also simultaneously to prevent what happened before from ever happening again. Yeah, you know, yeah, like I think that's sort of what's been going on. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also, but we also have three kids plus Akira, mm-hmm. and our numbers only go up to twenty eight. Yeah. Right. But the number they give to Tetsuo is he's going to be 41. Mm-hmm. I don't Now, is that in the movie or is that just in the comic? It might just be in the comic. Mm. I can't. They have a conversation in the movie, though, about how uh, there's something about like, oh, number 28. No, no, no. He'll actually be X, Y, Z number. And they're like, mm. oh, wait, wasn't Akira 28? Yeah. Right. It's sort of like offhandedly mentioned, I think, in the movie. But I don't think they, they quite nail it down the way they do in the manga. But the implication of this is there have been a bunch of other kids right, right, that have had some powers like this yeah. and stuff happened to them. And also the implication is that Tetsuo being a kid that developed this power so much older is unusual. Yeah. Um, and that's why he's having so much problem controlling it. And that's why as we fly down a hallway now and arrive at him, he is standing there, veins bulging in his forehead. We hear an alarm and Tetsuo is out of the room. Mm-hmm. The door is broken. The guards come up to him. They say, you're not supposed to be here. They lay their hands on him. Mm-hmm. His veins bulge. There is a music boom. And the camera from way suddenly is way far away. And we see just a bloody yeah. explosion. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love the way it's done. Because it's simple. Oh, it's It's so bloody. Good. And they don't highlight it. It's just... And, and you're just like, like oh, dang. Oh, and it's like and they, all these bodies just disintegrate <laughs> yeah. and fly away yeah. from him. Yeah. It is nasty. Yeah, but I think that's the thing that this movie does so well is obviously it's incredibly violent. Yeah. But it, none of it feels gratuitous. Like they, they rein it in enough that it's very disturbing and never crosses over to being kind of comedic for yeah. lack of a better term. No, I, 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 disturbing is the right thing. Yeah. And because you're so far away from it. Yeah. yeah it is really, really yeah, scary. Yeah, super freaky. <laughs> um, uh, we're down with our with Canada and Ryu and our terrorist freedom fighters. <laughs> terrorist on friends. Your, and they're they're hiding out in the sewers or something. The light is coming. They dive under the Whoa. sewer water. Yeah. That scene where they dive under the sewer water <laughs> is so gross to me. And Kanada's complaining the entire time about how bad it smells. And he dives under the water. And a dead rat with maggots on it floats <laughs> up right in front oh. of him. Oh, it's so gross. And then here come what I can only describe as the speeder bikes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah, and they come around the corner. It's so true. And the big waves that happen from the speeder bikes. And again, all of this is beautifully shot. Yeah. Kay opens fire with like a machine gun and and scrapes along the wall and the bike uh, crashes. She loses the gun. And Canada, being a badass, runs up a wall, jumps off, lands on a speeder bike and just takes it out. And I love the shot of it spinning in the water. It's Mm -hmm. really, really cool. Canada grabs Kay and pulls her onto the speeder bike. And they fly away, yep. spinning, trying to get it under control. Yep. He starts to get a ha- the hang of it. And we hear a report about Tetsuo going to the baby room. Oh, yeah. And we're in a hallway, and they're firing gas at Tetsuo. And the hallway fills up with gas. We can't see him. Yep. And then he walks through the gas. Yeah. It pushes it away from him. 
And the, the now the bandages are kind of floating off of him like a scarf that I yep. think is reminiscent of the cape that yeah. he's going to have later on. Mm. Um, it's a mumra action, too. They fire another mm-hmm. canister. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. They fire another canister at him. And and I think this is why you have the shot of the cop firing the canister point blank oh, range into the dude. Yeah. Because now we're going to fire one right at Tetsuo and he's going to stop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he screams and the gas pushes away. But he doesn't just push the gas away. He pushes the walls away. Yeah. <laughs> And the building starts to collapse, and he just wipes those soldiers out. Mm-hmm. And we hear that. Dun, dun, yep. dun, dun. And, and that mixed with the sound of the bells, and uh, the soundtrack is amazing. Yeah, it, this is one of the, like, it's just such a good score. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. And we're in, in the nursery with the kids. And again, we hear the but up, but up, but up. Yeah. And there's the the bear in the car, and they're coming out to get uh, Tetsuo. He's having none of it. Mm-hmm. He basically explodes them. Stop it! Yeah, he knows their deal now. Yeah, yeah. and he knocks all those kids back. Um, inside the tunnel, um, Kay is talking very strangely. Yes. Proceed straight ahead. Ah! You'll find a freight elevator just ahead. Back in the nursery, Takashi and uh, Masaru are banging on uh, this glass kind of bed that uh, Ky- Kyoko's in. And the reason is, is because she's controlling Kay and her energy is there to bring Kay and Kanada up to the room. Mm-hmm. One of the things that's really interesting in the movie is the importance of Kay. Yeah. You know? yep. And they don't do a lot of explaining about it. No. Particularly by the end. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They basically just because, you know, they they take control of her again later in the movie. Yeah. And it, yeah. and they just basically have this conversation of, well, we don't have any choice but to use this girl to help us. Yeah. Well, but then there's also, I think, the implication that she is, in fact, one of them. Yeah. And that by by maybe by messing with her in this sure. way is they're awakening her. Sure. No, absolutely. Gets yeah. Awakened. Yeah. Because it's like otherwise Canada was the one driving the bike. Why wouldn't they have taken control of him? Yeah. Um, he's kind of a dick. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, like, no, I don't totally. like to control people that are. Kind yeah. Of <laughs> um, and I love to the, the, the three kids go, let's fight them all together. Maybe we yeah. take them all together. And I was thinking a lot about. Wizard battles in general are pretty cheesy. It's very hard, rare that you see one that looks cool. Yes. The way that they do this is you see, again, the using focus and uh, art effects yeah. is that all the walls start to sort of vibrate and flex. Mm-hmm. And then Tetsuo fights them back and re-solidifies them. It is, again, a super cool metal yeah. metaphor for kind of a mental magic battle. Uh, Colonel's there, too. The room is totally falling apart. Uh, Tetsuo's head is killing him and he's collapsing and they're trying to tell him like you can't you're you not can't mature. control this power yeah you yeah. can't do this what'd you say she said that big people like you should never use the power in the way that you are and bad things will come of it and he lashes out there's more destruction because he doesn't want to be told what to do yeah he doesn't yeah. want to be told what to do again yeah and he fights any attempt to control him yes. ever since yeah well, this is what's again what's interesting is essentially the bad guy is Tetsuo yeah, I feel yeah. total sympathy for him pretty much throughout the entire movie, mm-hmm. even oh, yeah. when he's wiping people out. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I believe that he should be killed. 
Of course, but you're you're absolutely meant to have yeah. sympathy mm. for him. They portray him as a character who's had every disadvantage in life. Yeah. So you understand why he makes the decisions that he does. Right. Yeah. Well, he's looking for answers. Yeah. You know? He's like, I am in pain. Right, right. I'm lost. Right. I'm afraid. Yes. I need answers. Yeah. And I certainly don't trust these people that want to put me in a hospital. Yeah. And, and I don't want them to – because he later says, like, I don't want to – you're going to make me one of them who's in your little nursery on, like, a chain. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want that. Right. And the thing – the one thing that seems to be the answer is Akira. Mm-hmm. And he's asking, like, where is it? And, of course, they're trying not to tell him, but he – kind of got some mind reading stuff oh yeah he figures it out yeah Yeah. he can like because kyoko like thinks it and he like reads her mind there's a stay puff marshmallow man (laughs) (laughs) you thought it i saw it um and uh the elevator opens and there's kanada and k on the speeder bike (laughs) in the elevator oh yeah and and again we pull focus from the gun back to kanada and at this moment Uh, is like, I'm here to rescue you. Yeah. Because that's his motivation right now. Sure. That's not what Tetsuo wants to hear. No. I don't want you to save me. That's the last thing he wants to hear. And he laughs and he just wipes him out. You keep away! (laughs) And he says, I don't need you to come to the rescue ever again. From now on, I'll be saving you. And I love that Kanada's response is, who the hell do you think you're talking to? <laughs> because he still sees him as oh, a Oh, yeah. yeah. And again, I mean, we, we talked about this earlier on the podcast. Like, Roka, you pointed out. Uh, and, I mean, we we all have this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Kanada, for all that all this stuff is horrible in his life, he's always managed to come out on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he still sees himself as that person. Right. And this is the moment where Tetsuo reads Kyoko's mind and finds out, oh, it's it's under the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. Um, and he kind of glows red and then he just shoots off because guess what? Tetsuo can fly. Yeah. yeah. I can do this can. now? Yeah. I can do this yep. now? Yeah. Um, it's funny. So I, I type my notes really fast mm-hmm. and, and frequently, you know, I'm just typing along with the movie and autocorrect does weird things. So my, the note right here says, and I have no idea what this means, Thanksgiving with Tetsuo. Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. That's oh, good. Boy. You yeah. get that turkey quick. <laughs> uh, the colonel has been relieved of his command. At 2400 hours today, the colonel is hereby stripped of his command and rank and shall be placed under arrest. What the hell? Kindly accompany us now. Because that executive council whoever yep. voted said, sorry, you're out. We're not going to do it. And the colonel's response is, shoot him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they do. Yep. Um, colonel's men, they stand yeah. by him. And, and what's interesting, too, the guys that were with the, the guys who were there to mm-hmm. arrest the colonel, they don't put up any fight. They're like, oh, no, we'll, we'll, we'll be with you, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're, we're good with this. Uh, there's a POV shot going down the stairs, those same oh, stairs yeah. we saw at the beginning, and we were back with the bartender, and oh. there's Tetsuo. Yeah. And he asks for some drugs. Yep. And he gets a Capsules. lot of drugs. Capsules. Capsules. Yep. And the way that that interchange goes down, too, because you don't see how we got to the aftermath, which is what we mm. end up seeing right afterwards. But he basically has this conversation with the bartender where he's like, you know, give me some capsules. And he's like, all right, like I only have a few and they were hard to come by. So they're really expensive. And you just, they cut away. Yeah. Just, <laughs> this 
sense of oh no because you know what's going to happen. Well, that's what's so is like the the that cut is the you don't know what you're dealing with cut. Yeah, you know, and we do it. You do the same one again because Yamagata yeah. and Kai, I think the other oh, game, yeah, they yeah. came in uh, and yeah. they feel fine. Tetsuo, who's like sitting, the bar is wrecked. Yeah. The yeah. bartender is dead. Tetsuo is sitting on top of some high thing, and they're going, "What are you doing?" Because they're going to treat Tetsuo like Tetsuo, yeah. and we're going. Don't do that. (laughs) And Yamagata talks some smack to him, and Tetsuo's going to kill Yamagata, which he does. Kanada's in jail. We're talking about Akira and what does he mean, and and maybe there's – and then there's a lot of conversation about – energy and mm-hmm. evolution and monkeys and amoebas and uh, by oh I've yeah the, all the different ways to harness the power that is Akira yeah. mm-hmm. and how humans are different because we don't just blindly consume everything that well and that we all us. have this power in us and we're all yeah, you know, yeah. I, I always, almost always dislike scenes like this in movies yeah like when we get into deep metaphysical mm-hmm. Like, because it's just like, and now it will explain some deep stuff to you. Yes, Seems two yeah. on the nose. Two on the nose, yeah. yeah. Well, it's the same, like, there's the scene in The Matrix where there's the the really, really long sort of philosophical scene with Morpheus and Agent Smith. Uh, and it just goes on. Oh, when he's interrogating. When he's interrogating. Yeah. yeah. And, and Smith is just talking and talking and talking. I hate your smell. Yeah. That part I like. Yeah, he's good. Um, he's great. Um, but this is not the Matrix podcast. We did that, <laughs> we did that, we did that like two years ago. We did. Yeah. Wow. And anyway, so we, we – but the interesting thing that happens is that Kay is talking and she's talking in sort of a strange way. And, of course, it's really Kyoko yes. who's mm-hmm. talking. And at the end of this, the door is unlocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, they know that Kanada is the guy, mm-hmm. that they really need to deal with some of this. Um, and what is he asking Kay about in this moment? So what is going on with you and, and Rio? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're outside. There's like a delivery guy pulling up to someone, mm-hmm. you know, in the city as you do to deliver maybe some pizzas or something. Sure. And then a tank comes around the corner and helicopters are coming and bodies are coming out on stretchers. Mm. And our gang members see Canada. Yeah. And he finds out the Yamagata is dead. And here's that Tetsuo did it. Canada talks about, you know, he first met Tetsuo in the children's home. And. Tetsuo was asking about Kanada's bike. That mm-hmm. bike is really, really important. <laughs> and we we get his bike, and he takes Yamagata's bike, and he drives it into, into, the wall. into a wall, like a funeral pyre yeah. sort of thing. There's a huge explosion in the background. Mm-hmm. Kay screams, yeah. and we see number 26, Takashi, walking on water towards oh, them. Right. And Kay walks out on the water yep. towards, towards him. Towards him. Yep. And Kanada's like, no, don't go that way. And he runs out. And that and what's so great about it is you don't you assume the water's shallow because they're and then right. when Kanada yeah, hits the he water, he goes it. five yep. feet deep. Yep. Um and he's yelling at them that they that she shouldn't go with him and they walk away and they fade away. Yeah. The thing about Akira's power is it exists within everyone from the start. Hey, who is that? But when that power is awakened inside, it is important to wisely choose how to use it. Your friend has already made his choice. Tetsuo is our newest companion. He's our friend also. His actions are out of control, and for that we're partly to blame, too. So maybe that is that they made the wrong choice with the giant bear milk sea thing. That they do regret it. Yeah. Yeah. And Tetsuo's our friend, not yours! If someone's gonna kill him, it should be us! 
So he has gone from I'm going to rescue Tetsuo mm-hmm. to I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Right. Back at the government palace or whatever, uh, Meizu is burning some papers. Uh, he's shocked that the colonel has taken up arms. Essentially, there's a coup going on. I underestimated him. Um, mm-hmm. Tanks are coming through the gates. He's grabbing money and stuffing it into a briefcase. We see through an open door there's a bloody guy in a bathtub. And here comes Ryu who's wounded and messed up. Yeah. And he's here to apologize. He's <laughs> just like, it's not apology time. Mm-hmm. It's get the fuck out of here time. And he is also clutching his chest and turning red. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shoots Ryu. He accuses him of betraying yeah. him yeah. to the colonel. Yeah. 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 Um, and there's some kind of massive traffic jam with tanks. And, um, and there is Tetsuo. He crashes a helicopter and there's an explosion. And he comes right out of the flames. And he wraps a red that red cape around yeah. himself. Oh yeah. Um, by the way, the, there's all sorts of graffiti everywhere. Um, and I looked at some of what the translations mm-hmm. were, and like the graffiti that's on, or the writing on the tank right now is Samurai Spirit. Mm-hmm. And Samurai Spirit opens fire at Tetsuo, and he stops that shell. <laughs> and then he destroys that tank. And the response is, it's Lord Akira. They yeah, think they think they Tetsuo think he, is yeah, Akira. He is Akira. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Someone tries to contradict the dude on top of the car, and he goes, shut up, and pushes him off. Yeah. Because when you're caught up in the fervor, you got to be right. Yep. Well, again, like, we, I, you, normally you watch a movie, you want to go, like, I am with the soldiers. Or yeah. right. I am with the rebels. Right. Or I am with the religious people. Or I am with the – it's like there's nobody to be with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're all, like, not a comfortable place to be. Right. No. Certainly Meizu, who is now stumbling through the alleyways with, oh, with his briefcase, briefcase of money, all of money, clutching That's his chest. That's the other thing that I love about this movie is that, you know, in terms of just this world, is they call, they call all that stuff out. They call out, mm. like – Religious fanaticism and capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, they pull no punches. Well, and, and, and like right here, we have the guy who is in charge, theoretically, yeah. in charge of the terrorist organization mm-hmm. while undercover with the government. Mm-hmm. What's he want? He just wanted the money. Money. Yeah. He just wanted to profit off yeah. of it. Yep. He That's saw how... a, an opportunity to profit. Yeah. And he yeah. said, okay. It's and Hans Gruber at the end. Yeah. Totally. You're just a thief. I'm yeah. an exceptional, exceptional thief. thief. Yes. Um, uh, but this guy is no Hans Gruber. And nope. He's now no. clutching his chest, trying to pop some pills, drops yeah. the briefcase. These, you know, we'll call them bearer bonds because that's what they look like. Yeah. Um, it's funny. 88s. Deer have died hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, are flying everywhere. And Ryu's right behind him, bloody. Yeah. Um, he And what's great is Meizu dies with his mouth filled with the pills. Mm-hmm. And Ryu walks right past him. Kind of in a you know mm-hmm. a, a zone. Yeah. Um, walks into the street and falls to the ground, and the camera pulls back. And what do we see? We see that red paint mm-hmm. that had written that yep. Lord Akira was coming. Yep. Yeah. There's news reports about uh, Akira, and Cairo sees the news reports, mm-hmm. and she heart starts to walk off towards the bridge because she thinks. Maybe she'll find Tetsuo. Yeah. Because like you said, she is the one perfectly. Yeah. She is. Yeah. Good yeah, person. Kari doesn't give up on him. <laughs> yeah. We got the bike. We got the red jacket. Yep. <laughs> with the pill. Yep. And like, oh, some big stuff is going to come. And the sick gun. All <laughs> 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 right. Acquired. The giant laser, yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, gun. Also red. Battery powered, by yeah. the way. Battery. Well, you know, they care about the environment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think... I think Canada's bike is electric. Yeah, I think mm. so too. Yeah, because it, it has that high pitched whine yep. that sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and Kai, the other gang member, is like, "What are you doing? Why are you going to face?" Yeah. He wants you to come face. He's like, "Well, 
Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. we're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we're off at this bridge and the tanks and the army are backing up and the demonstrators and religious fanatics are are, are following Tetsuo because they think he's their savior. Mm-hmm. He's not their savior. Nah. This is not going to go well at all. Um, they open fire at Tetsuo with the lasers, which is what Kanada is going to get in a little while. Um, and they're just taking out rioters. They focus their beams on Tetsuo who stops them and he lifts up like a section of the mm-hmm. bridge to protect himself, and then the whole bridge starts collapsing, and there is a lot of death. Including the uh, religious fanatics. Yeah. Yeah. Save me! <laughs> yeah. And it's brutal, too. It brutal yeah. the way it happens. Um, and the colonel's on the helicopter looking down at all this. The doctor is tracking all this, and we're, we're getting very close to the Olympic construction site. Um, we're at the Olympics. We hear big explosions, and way in the distance, we see Tetsuo walking towards them. Yeah. Um, and everyone's – all the army guys are going, stop, stop. And the doctor is looking at that spinning CG power thing and it's growing and it's spinning. And it has a sound too. It has those yes. bells. Mm-hmm. And that's Akira. That's yeah. his That's his musical theme. Yeah. John, I can't tell you how excited I am about the Cinephile's new sponsor, an absolutely incredible game, Marvel Strike Force. Now, anyone who's listened to the show knows that I've been reading comic books since I was five years old, and this is like a comic book fan's dream come true. You could create a mobile squad and play as your favorite Marvel characters. I mean, everyone is there. The Punisher, Vision, Black Panther, Cap, or even my favorite Marvel character of all time, Daredevil. Your goal is to power up those characters, unlock gear, and use them to compete in player versus player mode, alliance mode, and real-time arena. Yes, Stephen, as we speak, they are enjoying their six-year anniversary. Six years, wow. And you know what that means? Free stuff just for signing up via their unique link in the description. The anniversary consists of weekly events and bonuses. If you complete each event, you can receive special rewards and skins. Completing every single mission throughout the entire anniversary will result in an even more special reward. Make sure to log in each day and each week to take advantage of all the new characters that are being released specifically for this event. This will be Marvel Strike Force's most generous event to date, so don't miss out, y'all. Check out that unique promo code, and for every new user, please follow our link in the description and use the promo code MAXPOOL. Once again, Thank you so much to Marvel Strike Force. We're very, very excited to have you sponsoring this episode. And we're inside, and Tetsuo's on that giant diagonal elevator going down, and he's kneeling. He's grabbing his head. The big doors open. Tetsuo walks through. More doors open. More frozen stuff. More opening bolts and locks and gas and ice. And there we're at the compartment, and standing on the top of the compartment is a figure. Yeah. And at first I go, is that Akira? Yeah. No, it's K. You shouldn't use your power in this way, for it is not correct. What's that? Because in the end, you won't be able to control it, and it will control you. It's the kids talking. You're those brats, right? Supported by the powers of the espers, they're going to have a very, very cool battle. And Kanada is now riding up through the wreckage, past the dead bodies. We see explosions at the Olympic uh, area. Then this whole installation, this whole complex around the uh, Akira containment thing starts to collapse. And what's so cool is the giant pipes that I'm sure are spewing, you know, liquid hydrogen or whatever into the thing. They start spinning around. They look like giant tentacles, you know. It's so cool looking. 
and we see the name Akira on the door and the colonel is watching and the doctor is studying the readouts and the tentacles are going crazy and Kay is face to face with Tetsuo on top and then she disappears. Mm-hmm. And then she is coming down from above and Tetsuo defends against her and the shocks go around the containment thing and we're going – Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Because this thing is going to open up. It's going to yep. open up, yeah. And although we have no idea what actually is uh-uh. going to happen, you can't possibly <laughs> no. imagine it's going to be good. Ugh. Right. And it gets totally destroyed. And it also yep. lifts up somehow mm-hmm. until it's at the literally at the center of the stadium. I mean, we're in yep. the middle of the Coliseum now. Um, and Kay has been stunned, and she's in like a, glo- a glowing crater in the ground. Oh, yeah. Um, and Tetsuo approaches what's now just a tiny little ball. And Akira is written on it. And he yells. And it just blasts it apart. And what is inside? Bunch of jars. Yeah. yeah. With a bunch of weird body parts. <laughs> and I remember, I can remember seeing this the first time and going, that's it? That's it? Uh, what is it? What? <laughs> huh? Yeah, I think that the first time watching it, I probably had a similar reaction, mm-hmm. but with more context watching it later on in life, oh, yeah. it's 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 a very different reaction I think you have. Because Akira is such a, what is Akira? Yeah, we yeah. don't really know. And then they open up the storage container and it's just all these components, internal yeah. organs of what was once a little boy. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, a little boy. But we know now, but when you get into it and you know, oh, wait, Akira was a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, shit. Well, and that they were so, and the colonel explains, they yeah. basically were so terrified yeah. that even though there was nothing left of Akira except these little tiny body parts, yeah. that they split them into these jars, stuck them into a hole, froze it to absolute zero, yeah. covered it with a giant complex, mm-hmm. and has been spending half the money of Japan you yep. know, just to keep this thing frozen. <laughs> yep. Um, and Tetsuo picks up a jar and looks at Akira's cranial nerve. Mm. Uh, and Tetsuo just bursts out laughing. Um, and the colonel's like, okay, you've seen him. Now why don't you come with us yeah. and we can get you some drugs and we'll put you back in the hospital. And he blasts them. And the colonel goes, okay, contact our defense system and they, we're going to call up to Seoul. Oh, yeah. Um, and you're like, what is Seoul? <laughs> yeah. Well, and this is, again, we talked about it so many times on the show. It's like, Good movies are mysteries. Yeah. Is that you introduce an idea and then you have your audience yes. going, ooh, what is that? Yes. Then you get to see it and figure it out yeah. along yeah. with the characters that don't know what it is. Exactly. Uh, what is soul in Japanese? Soul? Yeah, because soul in Spanish it's is sun. sun. It's sun. I'm sure. So I yeah, wonder if that's. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you it's a reference yeah. to that. Yeah. I, I, well, I mean, there are, and, you know, there is a, a mix of. Because they use uh, Roman uh, letters yes. several times throughout the film. Because Akira is not written in, in kanji. It's written right. in mm-hmm. uh, Roman letters. Kanada yep. um, hmm. uh, is at the bridge. He rides down through the, the wreckage. He makes his way through the, some crowds. Tetsuo's kind of looking at stuff. We hear gongs. All the jars are laid out before him. And there, Kanada is walking up the hill, and he's gotten that big laser gun. Mm-hmm. And there is a shot that classic hero tilt up from the feet to him. Tetsuo, you had me worried again. I figured you'd be standing here sobbing like a little baby. Kanita, you've always been a pain in the ass, you know. You've been telling me what to do since we were kids. Tetsuo says, you had me worried. I figured you'd be sobbing like a little baby. Oh, no. 
The candidate uh, says that yeah. that's so Canada, he says, yeah. yeah, Canada says, you had me worried. I figured you'd be sobbing like a little baby. And he says, Canada, you've always been a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> you've been telling me what to do since we were kids. You've always treated me like a kid, bossing me around. And now you're a boss of this pile of, oh, and, uh, Canada says, and now oh, you're yep. a boss of this pile of rubble. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Tetsuo starts to do some of his power stuff, and Canada fires from the hip. Um, and Tetsuo blocks it but gets knocked down. And it's like, you know what I, this makes me think of in a totally bizarre way mm-hmm. is Dark Knight Returns. This is Batman fighting Superman. You know what I mean? Oh. Is there's this super powerful person oh, that yeah. is totally unstoppable. Right. And yet there's this completely not powered person with some technology and some smarts that actually kind of goes toe to toe with him yeah. a little bit. Um, and again, that music uh, starts. Kanada fires. There's lots of wreckage. Kanada hits the ground. Tetsuo struggles to his feet. K is crawling out of that crater. And Kanada, foolish. There's a, by the way, there is a lot of jokes about. Canada! Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Tetsuo! Canada, Tetsuo! <laughs> well, because that, that freaking uh, uh, streamlined dub. The first yeah, one. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just gets real, real ridiculous. <laughs> Tetsuo hears where Canada is, and he fires, I love that he fires through the wall, mm-hmm. and the smoke clears, and that shot goes right through Tetsuo's chest. Yep. Uh, gotcha! Tetsuo looks down. He ain't dead. Mm-hmm. This did not work. He goes to fire again. Battery's dead. Right. And he's like, it ain't fair, Tetsuo. Fight with your bare hands. Oh, I know. <laughs> like, come on, dude. <laughs> Feeling frustrated, Kaneda? Now do you understand how it feels being little and helpless? Yeah. And just as he's saying this, this strange light begins to surround him. Oh, yeah. And it coalesces. Mm-hmm. And we're going, I think at first you kind of go, oh, he's using some crazy powers yes. that he's going to wipe out. And then you go, and then Tetsuo notices the light, and that's when I think you go, soul. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then that laser beam just focuses in on him from space, and there's a scream and a huge, huge explosion. <laughs> and the colonel's going, did we get him? And we don't know. We're going to shoot him again. And we see the satellite, you know, changing angle to get the shot right. Mm-hmm. And rubble moves, and there is Tetsuo. Mm. And he looks down. He's missing an arm. Yep. Um, and he screams, and Kanada lifts up a giant rock and yells at Tetsuo. Why do you yell at him before you're going to kill him with the giant rock? Mm. Yeah. These Good are question. foolish things. And the light is kind of coalescing again, and Tetsuo flying straight up super fast to space. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. The shots of him landing on the satellite and walking up the satellite are so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it just looks amazing. And he destroys a satellite. Yep. Yep. Um, and in the control room, all the stuff shorts out. Um, and then we see these weird beams coming down from space that are so cool looking. And Kay and Canada are running away from them. Uh, Kai, who's with the other gang members, has showed up with the bike. One of the beams is coming behind him, and they crash just as it dissipates. And in space, the satellite is totally destroyed. And now the doctor looks over at that little matrix thing, and it is, he says, magnificent. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he's digging whatever weird shit is happening. Yeah, mad scientist. He yeah. Totally. Doesn't care about death and destruction <laughs> if it means scientific progress. Tetsuo needs a new arm. Yeah, so he just makes himself one. So he makes himself one. <laughs> um, and we're starting to worry about his power and yeah. what's happening with it at this moment. Um. 
the colonel talks to the doctor and the doctor, he's just he's let's be, I, I'll say he's basically got a hard on for whatever is mm-hmm. happening here. And the colonel's going, no, this is a problem. Uh, by the way, there's one line that the colonel says, and I think I skipped it. And I can't remember where it is, but it's, it's a line that really sums up his character for mm-hmm. me. Was He kind of goes, you scientists have to figure out good and evil, truth oh, and bad. Oh, yes. I'm a soldier. All I have to decide is whether to act or not. Yes, act. yes, yes, yes. I, I remember that That is quote. a great, it's great really, line. It's really, really great. Conrad uh, are working on the bikes. And we're using Kai's bike to power up the battery for Canada's for gun. Canada's gun <laughs> and it blows up the bike. Yeah. <laughs> and Canada's like, ah, it's just a bike. Why are you worried about it? He's yeah. like, well, let's use your bike. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Have you your, seen your bike's my still bike? on fire. Your bike's still on fire. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, later, we're in the stadium. It's partially destroyed. There's essentially a throne. Yes. Yeah. Kai, uh, Kauri. Kauri shows up, walks up to the throne, sees the jars. And see and hears screaming, and there's Tetsuo. Yeah. And the colonel is there too with a gun. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. And we're getting right to it. Mm-hmm. And um, Cairo is asking why everyone is calling him Akira. And then she notices his arm, which he covers. And I love. He goes, "Oh, it's no big deal." And he's got his arm resting on, know. you know, the stone of the throne. Yes. And then it metal tentacles to, uh, attach itself to the throne and starts yep. to crush the stone. Yeah. And yep. she's going, uh, uh, <laughs> um, "Are you okay?" Right. Um, and the colonel shows up. Is like, "Look, I'll give you the drugs." And you can come with me. Yep. It's all going to be cool. Right, because he wants Cowrie to go get the drugs for him. Oh, is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, because he's yes. telling her, he's like, I need you to go get these drugs yeah. for me. Yeah. And then the colonel shows up and is like, yo, I got what you need, but you need to cooperate with me. And he's like, ha, 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 that's not going ha- to happen. Cowrie, seriously, go get me those drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, colonel ends up, he, he kind of attacks the colonel, knocks him down. The colonel ends up shooting him. Yeah. Um, Tetsuo gets up clearly with difficulty and hurt. And then we see out of his cape, his arm, which looked okay before, yes. falls out of the cape and it is. It's not looking like a normal <laughs> arm. No, it's tentacly and yeah. big and fleshy. Slowly but surely in this scene turns into a like giant meat baby. Yeah, <laughs> so. And then he reaches out to the colonel with that giant yeah. crazy arm. And engulfs him in fleshy gunkiness and is clearly squeezing him to death. Yeah. yeah. Tetsuo is about to kill him when laser hits. Yeah. Yep. And that arm goes right back to Tetsuo's body. And there is again the hero push in on Canada yep. with the gun on the bike. Yep. Looks awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Tetsuo flies up. Kanada dodges with bike. Uh, Tetsuo hits the concrete, breaking it. Kanada skids, fires, jumps off the concrete. Boulders are falling on him. He survives and then looks up and there is Takashi floating down. Mm. And there are the other two. And they go towards the Akira jars. And Kanada heads up to Tetsuo firing while riding on his bike. And I think the the form of this reminds me of the classic samurai archer riding on horseback. Yes, yes, yes. yes. It has exactly that kind of form. Mm -hmm. Um, Man. Kanada's just a badass. Yeah. And uh, Takashi lands, and they're kind of going, Akira is here. Mm. Yeah. And the jars start to bubble, and Tetsuo starts to change. Yeah. Help! Kanada, help! Please! 
And he, now he's calling out for help because his body is yes, going out of control. Yeah, he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, they kept warning him that he couldn't control the power and it literally yeah. manifests in. Listen, a lot of people have given me warnings over the years. Uh-huh. I never would have expected uh-huh. anything <laughs> to turn into a giant. I mean, what happens now? And again, I had to go back to 1989 or 90 yeah. when I'm watching the VHS with no subtitles in Japanese. Oh, my God. And we get to this You're point like, in the movie. It's like, what, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> because the mutation, just fleshy grossness. Oh. Of what happens. And again, it's focused with Canada in focus in the background. And this huge, giant meat baby, as you said, growing in the background. um, And he calls out to Kauri. And then his foot with giant toes that then has little toes. fingers on all of the innards that make up this It reaches out and grabs her. And to me, this moment is... He was afraid. Yeah. yeah. He needed her. Yeah. Course, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, but he couldn't control his body. So yeah. the manifestation right. of I need you was to grab her and consume suck her, her into the body. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And Canada uh, is engulfed. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with Canada, though. Is yeah. that, I mean, he's been spending the whole movie trying to be like, no, Canada, I don't need you to save me anymore. Right. I don't need anybody. Now I can do everything on my own. And, and then when he gets in some trouble, he gets in trouble, he realizes, no, I need, I, I yeah. need help. Save me. Yeah. And he's calling out to Kauri. He says he can feel her pain. Yes. And we see this blob growing, and Canada's inside, and Kauri's inside, and we see, and again, as you say, we see a. Eyes and fingers. Yeah. And then Kauri gets squeezed and she dies. Ugh. Yeah. It is awful. Yeah. Right? It's horrible. It's an innocent death. Yes. Mm-hmm. Totally. We see like something growing in that Akira matrix that the doctor is looking at. Yes. And our three kids have sat down to kind of meditate yeah. almost yeah. right at the Akira jars. And the colonel is being gr- grabbed. And, the, and and what's so crazy is the thing that's grabbing him then sprouts teeth that yeah. look like they're going to bite him in half. Yep. The jars shatter. They're falling in slow motion. Takashi stands up as Tetsuo, the blob, is just engulfing now the kids and yeah. coming all over of them. And then there is a bright white light. Yep. And there is Akira. Yep. Akira. And we fade to white. Yeah. The, the doctor screams. I really wonder what's happening with this simulation thing he's watching because it seems like the power is almost there. Yeah. Um, uh, the colonel stumbles away and Kyoko touches him and he's gone. Yeah. She teleports him out of the city and says, get in the tunnel. You'll be safe there. And he looks back and sees the city. And there is that singularity, the same thing that we saw at the beginning. And as that white, black and white ball glows, Tetsuo shrinks back and we see his face. And it's, again, total sympathy for him in this yeah, moment. Yeah. And I think as he's calling out to Canada for help and yelling, mm-hmm. I think he's back to his right mind. Yeah. Yep. That's how it seems to me. He's not the megalomaniacal mass murdering mm-hmm. Tetsuo. He is – the kid yeah. who's yeah. scared. And Kanada goes to help him. And he is being pulled into the singularity as well. And this is the thing. So Kanada was trying to save him, mm-hmm. trying to kill him, trying to save him. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? Takashi is saying, you got to get out of there. You're going to die. And they try to pull him out. And then some crazy Tetsuo hand grabs Kanada. Hmm. 
And and now we have Takashi wants to help. And the other two kids are like, well, if we go in, we're not going to be strong enough to come back. Yeah. And they say, well, but if the three of us work together, maybe we could save Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, too. Like, it's it's this really nice moment with Takashi because he basically is like, oh, because the other kids don't want him to go. Right. Right. And he goes, but none of this is his fault. And already they're and they kind of all then have this conversation where they're like, well, there's already been so much death and destruction because of this kid who couldn't control his powers and who was an awakened Akira. And but, you know, maybe at least we can save one person. Yeah, and also Takashi. How did Takashi end up outside with that guy who's bleeding and happen to end up on that right. road to yeah. be hit by Tetsuo? Like, it's all not Tetsuo's fault yeah. at all. He yeah. just got sucked into this situation, yep. and so th- they feel that sympathy. He wouldn't have been in this situation if yeah. they, Takashi hadn't been out. Right. Yep. So yeah. wait, wait. I have an important question. Yep. They say we have to save the boy. It's not his fault. Right. Which boy? Tetsuo. I thought it was Kanada. I, I I've always thought it was Tetsuo. I never thought it was Canada because it's not. I always thought it was Canada because Mm. I thought that it was that whole idea of, again, that there's already been all of this death and destruction. We can't undo any of that. Right. But at least, you know, but basically the whole idea of one life is worth saving. Mm -hmm. Well, and Takashi is saying Canada, stay away from there. Right. And then the next thing he says is we can save him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I always thought he's talking about Canada. Okay. But. I, but it, also, well, and I'm trying because I, mean, I looked at both the subtitle and I listened mm-hmm. to some of the dub. They both say the boy. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't say a name. Yeah. yeah, and I think that there is a level of it being subject to interpretation, particularly given how the film ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I I see your perspective as well. Yeah, it's, I just and of course I get the uh, the Canada reference as well. Yeah, yeah. it just it feels like to me that's that's why they're going in to sacrifice themselves. Well, yeah. there's no you question know, that they're going in them. to sacrifice themselves yeah. to save somebody. Yeah. Yes. And now we go into this world, and at mm-hmm. first we see Tetsuo riding a motorcycle, and we hear Canada's vi- mm-hmm. voice giving him advice, which it sounds like maybe that was a significant moment, like the first time Tetsuo le- really learned to ride. Right. It was Canada as his mentor, and then we see a school and Tetsuo with a woman and we're hearing kids voices yeah. we hear about oh his mom and dad left him mm. and we don't know what that is and Tetsuo yeah. is crying and we hear Kanada's voice and he says are these all your dreams or your memories oh, wait and then Kanada's like thrown out of this thing and he's thrown towards some giant building that crumbles mm-hmm. as he flies through it and again this is like Said so so many times, but it's all the little ideas that make a movie cool. There's mm-hmm. no, there's, I don't know what it means that he flies t- towards a building no, and yeah. it crumbles, but it looks amazing. Yeah, you know, and and you think about how much work that was from the animators to make this moment yes. happen. Yeah, and it is, and it's worth it. And now we're at a bus, and kids are getting out of the bus and playing together. And there's a little girl and a little boy, and we see room twenty eight, mm-hmm. and we see. Akira. Yeah. And we see. Yeah, who we know to be Akira because we've, we've seen, seen this yeah, exact yeah, yeah, yeah. Akira. And he is, a by the way, we should say, like the pristine, perfect child. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's what his design is, as opposed to everyone else we've seen, particularly our other numbered kids who mm. look like little old people. <laughs> like Akira is beautiful. And, but, but right now we're seeing Takashi, Kyoto, and Masaru. But they're not the little old people. They look like kids. kids. Right, but right. they are recognizably themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And we see them using their powers and scientists observing them. And one of them blows up a TV. And we see Akira. And we hear... Is this Akira? 
Yes, we called him here to the three of us. He's going to take Tetsuo with him. Take him where? Where? And again, this is stuff like, I don't know what this means exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's too much for Tetsuo and the three of us for Akira too. And we see uh, images of Canada spinning in space. It's way too big for us as we are now. But someday we ought to be able to... Because it has already begun. Your Frenchies. And then we never finish that sentence. Yeah. And he says, my friend, K, you mean K. Yes. So this is like, that's something. <laughs> yup, yup. I don't know what it is. And uh, it's silent and Kanada is floating and he, and he lands and a little, again, that singularity appears mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and grows. And then we have young Tetsuo and he's just been beat up. Oh, yeah. And there is Kanada. And I love that he has a bloody nose mm-hmm. yeah. because he just fought the he... guys that beat up Tetsuo. Yep. They're always like that with the new kids. Hey, you came today, right? They beat me up too. But the truth is, those guys are wimps. Mm-hmm. And he introduces himself. And then he says, the truth is, I just got here myself. Yeah. I, so he got here yesterday and got beat up. And yep. today he's beating them up. Yup. And by the way, I think those two guys are Yamagata and Kai. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, it might be. Like, like I, and, and, yeah, that you know, they've just all been together since they were yeah. kids. And then we hear, because he never finished the sentence, he says, my name is, and then we hear, Kaneda. 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 K. And K yeah. is waking him up, waking him up, and he sits up. And we uh, there's a hard cut, and we as he sits up, we turns, and we hear organ music, and behind them, all of Neo Tokyo is being destroyed. <laughs> and it's that same dome look, just like at the beginning. The doctor in that control room is says, "Oh, it's like the birth of a tiny universe." Yeah. And Kanada screams, and he calls out to Kay, and that singularity collapses. The doctor in his lab watches it collapse, and it destroys his lab, killing him. And the city crumbles. And the footage is amazing. Yeah, you know, I put this up with any destruction of any, oh, yeah. you know, in any movie. It looks great, um, and it's after. Yeah, and Canada is there, and Kai is there, or sorry, Canada is there, and Kay is there. Mm-hmm. And Kai can't find Kanada. Yeah. And then, and Kanada. I really love Kai. Like, yeah, Kai he's a great is character. Like really a, a sweet boy. He yeah. <laughs> is. For a member of a, a very member violent of a gang. Bugger gang. Yeah. And, and Kanada is kneeling and he catches the tiny universe in his hands. Yep. And he closes his hands and there's a flash. And he says, Tetsuo. And he cries. Yep. Kanada, yep. what is. Thank you. You called me, didn't you? And I heard you. And then Kai finds the wrecked bike, thinks Kanada's dead, freaking out. And then Kai shows up. (laughs) He's so happy to have found Kanada. And they ask about Tetsuo and is he dead? And the answer is, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, And there's a flash. And then this moment is so beautiful and weird and I don't know what it is but there's these lights coming down through the and I don't know if they're saying this is just sun through the clouds yeah. or yeah. this is some after effect glow yeah. of the singularity but it moves across the city and we find out the colonel is alive too yeah, yeah. and we because doesn't is it 
is Kyoko like communicating with the colonel at some point during all of this destruction? Earlier she yeah, because she yeah. tells him to like get in the tunnel where yeah. he'll yeah, be yeah. safe. Yeah. Um, and we're riding off on our wrecked bikes. Yes, that scene is so funny. <laughs> um, and we pan up uh, to the city, and what we hear is. But someday we ought to be able to, because it has already begun. And we see that white light moving towards the the screen, and then there's like a red eye and wreckage, and we hear, I am Tetsuo. Credits. No, that's not <laughs> <laughs> and and I still go like it's not that there are things. It's not that I am totally bewildered. Yeah. No. But I also go like, well, okay, Mister Otomo, how do you want me to feel? Yeah. Was this a good thing that happened? I mean, we had millions yeah. of people just died. Right. Right. We had our somewhat godlike children escape into yes. some other thing and talk Another about coming back. Dimension. Yeah. I think we are to believe. <laughs> Kay may or may not have some sort of power and connection to them. Yes. Yeah. Tetsuo may or may not be dead and may or may not be insane and may yeah. or may not be powerful and dangerous. Yeah. I don't know what Akira is. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I come over there that Tetsuo has changed yeah. uh, now and, yeah. you know, what he says at the end, right? He says... Uh, because this must all happen or whatever he says yeah. and I am Tetsu. He is yeah. finally well. it's also symbolic, right? I mean, you're a teenager trying to find out who you are, what your voice is, what yeah. you know, who you are as a person, and he's going essentially through the worst puberty you could ever go through. Oh yeah. my god. And then by the end of it, he is I am Tetsu. This is finally me. Yes. Right? I'm now trying to think of the language, the way he uses language in the film, because yeah. obviously all the other guys in the um, biker gang, they all use ore, which is a very like masculine, like tough way of saying. Right. And in the end, he says, Boku wa Tetsuo. Yeah. So Boku is like a young boy way of saying I. Right. So I think that your interpretation is along the lines of correct, which yeah. is this like freedom of like, finally, I am I am me. I'm, the, the anger's gone. Yeah, the anger's I gone. I am now softer. I understand now. Uh, I, the anger is I've let it go. You know what's just occurring to me, and it's I thank you very much for both of what you said, is that there's so much of birth and death and rebirth mm -hmm. and rebirth again yeah. in this film. Yeah. yeah. Because you have the children who are old. Yes. You have yeah. – uh, Akira, who has died and will be reborn. Yeah. You have Tetsuo, who is a permanent child. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, he's emotionally the youngest person in the yes. film. Yes. Right. Who is then also going to have to be reborn. And you have the city that has mm -hmm. been destroyed yeah. and is reborn and destroyed and we hope reborn again. again. Yeah. Like there is a kind of a sense of the violence and terror and confusion and chaos of life. Mm -hmm. And then, but I, I, I do feel somewhat hopeful, strangely enough, at the yeah. end of the movie. I think part of it is those lights that come down through the clouds. Yeah. You know, that it's kind of- dawn breaking, yeah. Yeah, that breaking, there's yeah. something that's moving forward. Yes. Mm -hmm. But it, what, what's interesting about it to me is that it isn't moving forward in a way that anybody gets it. It's not like Kanada has gone, I figured it I out. I got yeah, it, yeah, yeah. no. Kanada doesn't have anything. He doesn't, he's not, not a, a smart clue. guy. Right, no. You know? Maybe I mean Kay is a lot smarter than he is. Yes, but like there is a no. This is life. Yeah, you, yeah. You, we are confused and bewildered and afraid. Yes, and we grow and we die and we move on. You know, yeah. and that is what it is. Yeah, not it's not taking comfort in it exactly. It's just 
that is what it is. Yeah, it, it's it's taking it's taking comfort in the acceptance of that is what it is, but not being comforted by the fact that that is what it is. You know what? It's like taking comfort being like, well, there we just can't control everything. Well, yeah, and that isn't that Eastern philosophy. It's it's yeah. you know, yeah. it's not about uh, wanting to under. It is acceptance, not yes. I need to understand it all yeah. from the and and also the idea of there is no blame. Right? Like so to talk about the different American. And uh, Japanese philosophy, ja- Americans always look like, who's to blame for this? Japanese like, how do we fix it? And yeah. so the difference yes. here and how they approach the culture. And so yes. the anime, the anime here feels logical yes. to the how Japanese. How do we fix it? It's yeah. like, how do we fix so, it? so perfectly encapsulates well, it. Well, and what do you have battling with this? We have order in the face of the colonel. Right. Mm-hmm. We have chaos in the face of the biker gangs. Right. We have... Uh, political people in the face of the terrorists. Mm-hmm. We have religious people in the face of the religious fanatics. And all of them are trying to impose their own worldview right. on this is what it should be. This is how we should behave. And, of course, none of them are right. No. And the reality is Akira. Right. And yeah. he is coming and he is inevitable. And all everything else will look small when compared to him. Yeah. You know? Um, a question. So, so just in terms of reception, it didn't make its money in in Japan. It has eventually yes, made eventually its money. It has as a, as a cult film and one that is going to be played. Uh, because we have you here, mm-hmm. one of the things we say at the beginning of every show is the influence it has on us today. Yeah. What is the influence in your mind of Akira on the world, both of anime but also on American animation and yeah. cinema in general? Well, I think that we have Akira to thank a lot for there being sort of this interest in bringing uh, like Japanese animation into Western culture because I think that this was one of those first films that really showed people because, again, I mean, the amount of money that they spent on yeah. this is about a billion dollars. Like, <laughs> I am not exaggerating. That's how much money this had. And and so people, I think, went, oh, wow, like animation is such a legit medium. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't just something that is for telling whimsical stories for children because right, right. it was one of those things where, you know, and, and the Japanese started doing animation because they were inspired by Western animation. They loved Western animation, so they went, we want to do that too. Uh, And then they just totally took it in a different direction. Um, uh, And uh, I think it is largely to thank for the fact that there have been a lot of anime films that have gotten Western releases. I think, you know, eventually you would have gotten some other films down the pipeline that would have gotten that attention, but this definitely, like, sort of spearheaded the whole movement of mm-hmm. like anime being taken of of anime not only anime but animation in general being yeah. like taken seriously as a genre within film yeah. or as a as a medium within film it's not a genre it's a medium this yeah. is you know this that is by cyberpunk horror like that literally was what i was about to say yeah. the, the, we always give our final thoughts at the mm-hmm. end of every episode and and my final thoughts was like this was the movie just as uh, dark knight returns and watchmen mm-hmm. when they came out in 1986 yeah. are what proved to me that what made me understand yeah. that comic books are a medium yeah. yes. they are not a genre, a genre. Is that comic books can be crap? Yeah. They can tell any different kind of story, totally. and they can be fine art. Oh yeah! And it was really seeing Akira 
that made me think that about animation. Yeah. And it's not that the Disney didn't make all sorts of great animation. Of not. But I didn't understand that animation can do this. And for me, the most important thing for me thinking about great films is attention to detail. Is that there's the detail oh like you – and this is why my, it was so problematic because I was writing my notes for this film. Because every single shot is mm-hmm. – almost every shot is a great shot and had an idea to it. Yeah. What if we're in slow motion? What if we're in a low angle? What if we're tracking with the bike? What if we have these light traces? What if we go into yep. speed lines and lose our backgrounds? Yeah. Yeah. What if we pull out the sound? What if we have these booms? What if we use percussion and all these things from traditional things and blend them with modern technological music mm-hmm. and use that and layer it in these modules? Yeah. What if we have voices and choral performances yeah. that come in? What if we com- What if we don't have clear moral choices? What in all of these what ifs? Mm-hmm. And then having all of these people, not just mm-hmm. Katsushiro Otomo, but hundreds and hundreds of extremely talented craftsmen busting their asses to yeah. make all those ideas so a reality. So hundreds and hundreds of extremely talented yeah. craftsmen is a slight exaggeration of how many people actually worked <laughs> oh, really? on this movie. Uh, yeah, the staff small? was shockingly small. Wow. Like, I want to say maybe a hundred people. Wow. wow. I can't imagine. Mm. Like, because they're drawing every line, yeah. you know? Uh-huh. Not so much. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on, uh, on Akira? I, mine are pretty simple. Uh, it's one of the most incredible experiences I ever had watching a film for the first time. It never goes away. Uh, the atmosphere, the emotion, and the philosophical stuff that's there for you to ruminate about. And I like that it doesn't give you a final answer. Yeah. I like that it leaves you thinking about everything because that makes you want to come back and tackle it again and see if you can find something else in it. And there's something joyous in films that do that and are able to maintain your attention and able to maintain their rewatchability uh, and potency for you as a film totally. goer. So that's what I would say. And thank God it was made. I've asked for how you think it influenced us. Do you have final thoughts on the film Acura? On Acura? I mean, I think that you, what you've said, John, just like really mm. resonates with me is that whole idea of I really like that it is not resolved. Mm. Uh, I think that it's films like this and that, again, it, it's a lot more common, I think, in more like Eastern kind of storytelling. And they don't have the same concept of a three-act structure that we do. Mm. Um, and that whole idea of, well, of course it just ends because like, Stuff just ends in life and right. nothing is certain. So why would we have this like very explained ending? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that this was one of the first films that like really had that for me and made me such a fan of that kind of ending. Like I don't need every loose thread tied right. up. Like right. that's not how life is. Right. Um, um, yeah. That's great. So so that is what we think of yeah. Acura. Of yes. course, we always want to hear what you think. Please visit us on our Facebook page. Do a search for The Cinephiles. You can leave your comments on iTunes and YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Spotify and Stitcher. You can buy the film or stream it at cinephiles.net. And if you want to support the show, you can do it at patreon.com slash the cinephiles. If you want to reach me, you can do so at SR Morris. John, where can they reach you? You can always reach me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And of course, as I give you, please give us some love on the top 10. Give us some love on uh, Geek Buddies as well. And uh, come watch my stuff on Collider. And Emma. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes, thank oh, you, yeah, Emma. Thanks for having such me. Yeah, a delight this was really great. You. Yeah, it was uh, fun to revisit this movie. <laughs> oh, I'm glad. If people wanted to reach you on the interwebs, how would I they go about doing that? At Emma Fife, all over the internet, wherever Emma Fifes are sold, that is me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go visit her. And I think that is it for this week. We will see you next time on The Cinephiles. <laughs>